When we keep that in mind, that glorious day, amen, someday, and I don't think it's that far off, praise God, amen, that's going to see us through a lot of situations, a lot of issues, amen, a lot of these things that we're going to talk about today, the Lord willing. Great to see you. If I, if I didn't get your name and we have a couple sweet looking people moved right in here, God bless you folks. You are so welcome. I don't have a name, amen. If you're a guest here at Christian Revival Center, amen, of course, Johnny Baker's here, amen, our builder, maybe some work going on out here this week, this week. Hallelujah. Let's make them welcome right now. If you're a guest, you are welcome. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen, amen. Amen. My southern country roots comes out. Amen. When it comes to guests, we know that you put forth an effort. You came to our house. Amen. To see us. So we just have to show you our gratitude and, and our thanks that you did show up. It's what it's about. Praise God. Thank God that the COVID restrictions are, re- are relaxing somewhat. And so uh, I, I'm, I don't know about you, but I'm just tired of the quarantine. And I'm tired. I'm sick of the mask. Y'all, y'all can probably tell I do put it down when I come among you. And we take it off. Praise God when we, when we can. We can make sure we keep you safe. Amen. But I, I don't think I can carry the, the sickness now. Amen. I've had two COVID shots. So has my wife. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. That there are folks who'd like to keep us masked up for the next couple of years at least. What was it? 15 days quarantine. It's turned into a year. We've been a year now. And uh, hey, I'm just getting sick of it, to be honest with you. Praise God. Amen. Second, uh, Second Timothy. Brother Jerry, I'm, you, you was all over my message Wednesday night. Good job, by the way, on Wednesday night. Amen. Second Timothy, the third chapter, and I've got verses one and I'm uh, verses uh, chapter three, and I'm going to start at verse one and just go down a little ways. I'm not really sure. We just go down till it feels good, and then we'll we'll stop. Praise God. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. Without natural affection, truce breakers, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure, more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof from such turn away. Get away from those folks. Get away from people. That's Scripture. I'm I'm standing on the Scripture. For of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women, laden with sins, led away with divers' lusts, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now as James and Jambres withstood Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds reprobate concerning the faith. Praise God. Praise God. Let's put our Bibles down and let's just clap our hands one more time. Amen. To the Lord. I need God's help. Hallelujah. Praise God. You may be seated. God bless you. Thanks again for coming. Amen. Overcoming, moving past the fears, whatever. Amen. And you're here today. He said, this know also. There's other things. There's all types of things we can preach and teach. I think this is where Paul was when he wrote this to Timothy. This know also that in the last days, perilous times shall come. If you looked up that word perilous, it means hazardous. It means dangerous, menacing, risky. Hallelujah. And it goes on and on. Turbulent would be another word to describe the condition that our world is in. But the truth is, any word that we would choose to use would be an understatement, amen, dealing with our times and thinking about our times, describing that. Amen. Turbulent is a is at least a word you could use. Hallelujah. There are wars. I don't have to go into all of this. This is not new stuff for us. Conflicts and strife here and around the world. Amen. Turn the news on and probably about 99% of it will be bad news. It'll be scary stuff. Amen. Amen. But, but I, on the heels of all of that, without going through the whole list, 
there's a question that comes to me, and I think it should to every Christian, everyone that has any type of a ministry at least. What can heal such a strife-filled world? I mean, what is the solution to our perilous times that we're living in. I don't think we have to, we'll have an argument about whether it is perilous or dangerous times. We are living in it and we all understand it. Amen. What will deliver us from our fears, our worries, our frustration? Amen. L- listen, this is too simple. I, y- y'all, y'all, I, y- there's people that feel like I'm too simple. Listen, if you've got to have some deep, you know, mysterious Greek, Hebrew revelation that nobody understands, I'm the only one that got it. If you have to have that, you're in the wrong place. Jesus Jesus talked about, I think he's the best example. He talked about planting seeds in the ground. He talked about catching fish. Hallelujah. All kind of simple things, farming, amen, and fishing. In fact, his disciples, when they were taken in by the Sanhedrin, they said these were ignorant and unlearned men. But there was one little addition to that statement. But we know that they have, we can tell they've been with Jesus. This is the key, folks. I'm not preaching against education. I'm not preaching against a better vocabulary. None of that. Amen. But you don't have to get deep in the Lord. Amen. Or in the word of the Lord. It's pretty simple. Amen. Well, listen, you can go in my office or on this computer right here, and you could come up with so many commentaries uh, apologetics and every kind of jetics that you want to come up with discussing a scripture. I tell the story, amen, about reading. A, I don't know why I read the whole article. Y'all, some of y'all have heard me tell this story. This is, this is what I'm talking about to, to make my point. Why when the Bible says praise him in the dance, or, or no, here it was, I, I, I'm wrong, leap for joy. It leaped for joy. Now, I really didn't think it was, you know, it was calling for us to go into some deep study about leaping for joy. But somebody took several pages to tell us why it really didn't mean you had to do this to do it, but it, 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 it and had me convinced if I didn't know better that really you don't have to do that. That's what we're talking about here. Amen. This is too simple. Amen. The old song. Amen. Remember this? Jesus is the answer for the world today. Above him there's no other. Jesus is the way. You want to know the answer? Again, that's too simple. Some of you want me to go into the Greek about that, all right? That, that, but that is the answer, folks. Amen. Didn't the, uh, the Scripture, amen, men are ever learning. Ever learning. And never able to the, come to the knowledge of the truth. Hallelujah. Amen. Listen, he's the only answer. That's the, that, that narrows it on down even more. Somebody said, he's the answer. No, no, no. He's, he's not the, he, is, he is the only answer. Praise God. He is the only one who taught, lived, demonstrated true love, peace, redemption for all the world. Only one. And the Bible says, mark that perfect one. Mark him. Look at him. Put your eyes on him. Examine him. See how he did things. Amen. And there's your answer right there. The hope, the love, and peace that we all seek finds its anchor. Amen. In, a, in the foundation of Jesus Christ. It's all right there. Amen. You don't have to go very far. The eternal and supreme God robed in human flesh. That's why Jesus said, Philip, you're wondering where the Father is. When you see me, you see the Father. God brought it right down where anybody could see it and understand it. And people still fussing over that and fighting over who God is. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. He was God, the invisible God. Somebody said, he's an invisible God. He's a person. I said, no, he's not a person. He's a spirit. God is a spirit. Hallelujah. And no man hath seen God in him. By the way, if you're looking for a, a God on a big white robe with his, you know, uh, you know, throne in a white robe. That's man-made. And you know what that's called? That's called idolatry. We don't build it out of marble or stone. Amen. But we envision God in our mind. All right? And so uh, that's called idolatry. We just build our own God. 
Hallelujah. He doesn't exist like that. He's a spirit. That's why he came in flames of fire. Amen. Amen. And led Israel in the nighttime in the wilderness. That's why he came as a cloud by day. That was God. They all knew it was God. It was called the Shekinah. Amen. The Shekinah means the visible part of God. He didn't have a body. He just used whatever he could. And people recognized it and saw that is God. All right. But he didn't have a human body till he overshadowed Mary. She conceived and brought forth a son. You shall call his name Emmanuel. What does that mean? That means God is with us. Emmanuel being interpreted, God with us. Amen. Didn't, didn't intend to go in, none in my notes about the, the Godhead, but there it is. Praise God. That's who it is. I'm glad I know his name. Hallelujah. Amen. The Bible gave him a name that's above every name. Amen. At that name, every tongue shall confess, every knee shall bow. That's why when you go down in water, if I have anything to do with it, normally I'm the one, we have other guys do it, but normally I'm the one in the microphone, and I'd say, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. That's who came, hallelujah, to atone for our sins. Amen. Nothing in the water. Amen. Just came out of a well. Amen. The county made us dig a new one. And, Amen. Do all kind of stuff with it, and it's still the same. We still have to have the, the, the light on it and all that to get the bacteria out of it. Amen. But it's just plain old water. But because we obey that, hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Here's what we have to do. We have to focus on Scripture instead of focusing on all of these perilous issues that's going on in the world. Politics is not going to take care of it. New president's not going to take care of it. By the way, you notice your gas going up at the pumps. Duh, I wonder that anybody didn't know that was going to happen. Shut down the XL pipeline. Amen. Shut down 10 or 12 or 20, I can't remember how many jobs immediately. All that connected with all the gas prices and all the oil products and everything that's made out of plastic and you name it. Amen. It has to do with, the, with oil. We're just going to shut all that down. And so... We're paying for it. All of us are paying for it. In the middle of all this, I already said it last week, middle of all this, it's just a good time. We're just coming out of this COVID. We're just going to raise taxes. Oh, whoopee-doo. Isn't that happy? Well, these are perilous times we're living in. That's the tip of the iceberg, folks. Hallelujah. Amen. So, so we, have to, we have to focus not on the world, the issues of the world. and the, We all deal with them, all right? Amen. That's not to suggest that we... Just ignore or avoid the issues of the day. I'm just doing it right now. This is stuff we have to deal with. All right. And I hope when voting time comes along, we vote and we use, you know, what we got up here and, you know, watching this for years and reading about it for years. You know, you learn like, well, you know, this is kind of maybe the best way we do it. But that's not going to solve it. All right. Amen. Of course, when we say look in the scriptures, this is not to suggest that we ignore. Or avoid the issues of the day. We, we, we're not doing that, okay? But we view all, all of this stuff through the lens of God's Word. Amen. That's the key, folks. We've got to get that. It's called a biblical perspective. We, we sue everything. We filter it through God's Word. Psalm 16 and 11, Thou wilt show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand pleasures forevermore. So all of that we are in search for. We're trying to get it, all right? But how you vote is not going to probably help that very much, okay? Have you ever been around people who are always upset about something, anything? I'm just like, you know, wow, I just, I I can't understand this. They're dissatisfied. They're unhappy. They're worried. And it's always somebody else's fault. Amen. (laughs) This indicates a lack of peace. And, of course, a lack of peace indicates some other things. This, this happens to us when, we, when we, con- we try to control things and situations uh, that are beyond our power and beyond our control. You know, it's just being mad because it rained. Well, I, you know, I, I can't help you with that, you know. Uh, it, 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 yeah, it rained, you know, but... but, but just for an example, it's just, people just are mad at the world and mad at themselves. And uh, You know, Paul said, I have learned to be content in whatever state I'm in. Hallelujah. Man that had a list of horrible things that happened to him. Beaten with stripes. Stoned and left for dead. 
Never did hear where he quit. He didn't give up. The devil didn't know what to do. And God knew that when he called Saul of Tarshish. He knew that he had character in there. He was on the wrong road. He had the wrong doctrine. Amen. But God said, if I could just get that type of a person and just turn him around. And that's what God did. He will not give up. Hallelujah. Amen. When he got to Damascus and got baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus, got filled with the Holy Ghost, and Ananias laid his hands on him, and he got his sight back, he got to preaching the gospel. He sat there and, and learned, but he, was, he, was, he went to work right away. But do you know he stirred up so many people? Some, oh, some of us need to understand this. Stirred up so many people with his goodness and righteousness and with truth, his new revelation, that, that, that they were after him. They were about to hang him, put him in jail. Amen. You know they let him down in a basket on the outside of the wall so he could escape? First recorded basket case in the Bible. Amen. Let him down. Amen. So, so he left there because of truth. It just the truth does that to people. Hallelujah. We, you know, we don't mean to. You can just tell the truth. You know, and I always tell people, listen, don't shoot the mailman. He just delivers it. That's what we are. All right? Amen. But, but, but you know, Paul said, I have learned these things. How could he do that? Easy. His trust was in the right place. I'm trying to deliver some peace and joy, amen, to somebody in this room right now. Paul's trust was in the God of peace. Not in himself. Not in a religion. Not in an organization. Not in his favorite preacher. Hallelujah. You think you found one sometimes. You know, we go, man, I've got favorite preachers too and it's just thrilled to hear them preach they just they just don't let you down but but the truth is they're human somebody said man that guy loved the pastor and loved the church and loved the elders until he found out they were human hallelujah and then they ended all of that praise god david said in psalms 18 29 through 30 for by thee i have run through a troop and by my god have i leaped over a wall as for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is tried. He is a buckler to all those that trust him. I mean, have you ever think about that wall very much? I, I, don't, know, I don't know if you've done, you did this or not, but, but you know, I, I'm thinking, you know, he jumped, he leaped over a wall. It wasn't a big deal. Probably that wall he was talking about was one of those that they built around the cities. That they, they protected their cities with high walls, 20, 30 feet or higher at times. And it was like he'd become the bionic man and, and leap over that wall. God, God, it was something supernatural took, took place. It was, it was something, you know, as, like a miracle took place. Amen. With the help of God. Amen. That's what we have to do. We come against impossible situations, hardships, troubles, struggle. We all have it, all right? But, but, but you have to be like David, amen, and get to the place where with God's help, I'm going to get through this thing. And if it's not God's help, if it's, a, if it's a stoning or if it's jail or whatever it is, God's going to bless me there. There's a purpose. There's a reason for me to be in this to begin with. And the purpose is not for me to have a bad spirit. The purpose is not for me to get you know, fed up with God and I'm just tired of talking to God and Him doing nothing and saying that He doesn't owe anything to us, folks. Amen. Everything He ever owed us, every, everything that He ever could pay, He's already paid it. He suffered enough. He bled enough. He was ashamed. Amen. He was, he was, he was criticized and, and hung on a cross and killed. Amen. So He's done enough for us. It, it, and it was enough. Praise God. Amen. To give us power. And he said you're going to receive some power. Because, but because it doesn't happen instantly, then we get fed up, we get tired. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes, even in perilous times, God will come through for his people. And somebody needs to hear me when I say that. We get weary. Hallelujah. I understand that. Amen. When you see a situation or a person that is not meeting your standards... Hallelujah. And when you see them, I mean, it, 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 here's the deal. It's not your place to be judgmental, upset, impatient. Neither is it time to walk away. Hallelujah. Or give up. It's time to pray. It's time to give that to God. Hallelujah. And that's when the contentment 
and the peace and the joy comes. Can I, can I let the cat out of the bag? Some people just got joy and they just shout. No, no. It's not because everything's perfect in their life. It's not because everything has gone well with them and every prayer was instantly answered. That's not what's happened. Amen. But they have somehow learned to turn all of whatever they're dealing with over to God. Set it aside. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And, 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 and when we see people shout and give praise to God in a dance, amen, amen. It, it, it's, again, they got trouble too. They fight devils too. Hallelujah. Amen. When believers get joyful, amen, again, it doesn't mean that all is well in their life. You just do it by faith. You do it because God said to do it. You do it because it's the right way to approach God. That's how he said to do it. Somebody said, man, if my feet were lame and my legs were lame and I couldn't walk, I'd be like that lame man that began to leap in with joy and dance all the way into the temple. Brother T.F. Tenney, the late T.F. Tenney, he used to say, well, if we've got good legs, we need to leap and praise because we're not crippled. And God didn't have to heal us. Amen. We can leap and shout and dance into the presence of God. Amen. Without, amen, somebody having to bring us in here and lay us down. Praise God. This is what God's true believers do in perilous times. I'm hoping that this is just not a sermon. I'm hoping this will again, amen, help somebody to grab a hold, amen, of what they can do personally, in these perilous times that we live in, these dangerous times that we live in, when people are crossed up because of politics and because of race and there's, you just name it, prejudice and everything is all mingled in with it. Listen, the only answer, amen, is the Lord Jesus Christ. The only answer is an altar calling out to him, surrendering to him. Hallelujah. Amen. Some of, the, some of the greatest Holy Ghost outpourings in our history happened in hard times. I understand that there's not much history taught in public schools anymore. I'm against that. Amen. Because history teaches us that we don't have to repeat all of this again. Amen. But history, amen, it, 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 it happened. Amen. Holy Ghost revival. Dangerous years. No money. No jobs. Nothing good in sight. Amen. Listen, I talk about it often. My parents, I don't remember, but my parents, amen, they went through the, the, the Great Depression. Amen. My dad, a Baptist boy. My mom was something, a holiness Methodist or something. Amen. Went to just listen to the singing. They didn't want to be a part of it. They talked that over before they got there, Brother Johnny Baker. They said, hey, we won't be a part of them holy rollers. We just love the way they sing and the way they worship. And, and so we'll just sit along. But something got a hold of them that night. See, God is no respecter of religion, no respecter of person. You get near God and around God. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Then, then, then you have a choice, okay? Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. But, but there, are, there are many ways for us, and listen to me closely. Uh, I, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to be evangelistic and helpful, but at the same time, I, I'm going to be the bishop just a little bit. There are so many ways for us to restrict or shut off the flow of God's Spirit in our lives. Have to, have to throw that. You have to, see a, have to have a positive and a negative. All right? can't, can't just flop over to the negative and just stay there. I mean, there's a way through this. I'm going to help us with that. There's a way out of this. All right? There's help on the way. If it don't come today, we don't give up. Hallelujah. Listen, we hold in our hands... I feel like, according to Scripture, the blessings and the cursings, we hold in our hearts the ability to receive or reject. Amen. We can limit God, folks. Us. We can. Amen. What kind of soil are you? Now, the seed's all right. Amen. It's okay. Amen. When it goes in the ground, it determines what type of soil the seed falls in. All right? I'm hoping and believing that there's some good ground here. And the seed's going to get in. You know what? I'm going to take that part. That's for me. That, that word was, was just for me. One of the ways that we limit God is believing that we are smart enough to know where and how and who God will and will not work through. Boy, what a mistake. What a mistake. If God will speak through a rooster, if God will speak through a donkey, that's what he did in the Bible. 
Hallelujah. Amen. Those first few chapters of Revelation, think of this. Amen. I'm probably doing this backwards. But, but, but it's obvious that God was not pleased with some things in those seven churches. This is for people who's got the magnifying glass on people in the church, probably including me too. Amen. Probably some of you watching today. Amen. If you you, you got the magnifying glass on us and some things that, that you don't like. Listen, God came to that church or those churches, hallelujah, and he was displeased with them. Whole list of stuff that God said, I'm not happy about this. But but you have to see the bigger picture. I'm not going liberal, I'm not going loose on us, okay? Don't worry. We used to call it going charismatic, cruismatic, whatever you want to call it. But but, but you need to understand this. If, If we grow the church that God wants to grow, you're going to have slackers, hypocrites, people who won't worship, people who won't show up for prayer meeting. You're going to have that. But you can't cuss them. You can't blast them out. Church, are you with me? This sounds more like a leadership meeting. Hallelujah. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. <laughs> yeah, that, that just all comes along with it. Hallelujah. You, but God, here's the big picture. Even though God was unhappy with those seven churches in Asia, and what they were doing or what they were not doing, there was some pretty bad, pretty serious accusations there. But there God was. That's the big picture. You know what the enemy would do? Oh, God's not in that place. You better get out of there. Or the good one. Somebody's going to die. I said, you know what? That's always the enemy. That's always the devil. God never says that. I mean, it's one or two occasions in the Bible where God did it. But that's a common thing that the enemy, somebody's going to die. I said, well, yeah. I mean, that, you know, that'll come to pass sooner or later. Somebody will die. That's an easy one right there. Hallelujah. You, you, just, you just, hallelujah, you have to trust God and believe God and have faith in the church. Jesus did. He didn't like some of the things they were doing, but there he was. In one place, he said, go back and do your first works again. You know what that is to me? That's go back and repent of your sins. Go to the altar again. That's why this altar is always open. It's for everybody. It's not just for sinners. It's not just for people who are non-church members. It's for all of us. In fact, I use it all the time. As very seldom a day goes by that I'm not over here in these altars all by myself. Just go back and do your first works. And I tell you, some people kind of got on to me, you know, about getting rebaptized. I was 12 when I got baptized. Didn't really realize what I was doing. They just told me to do it. I didn't know enough to fuss with them. Glad I didn't. Got in that water, went down, and they called that lovely name over me. Hallelujah. My sins were remitted because of that. Backslid when I was in my teenage years. Amen. Struggled. Backslid. Got back in the church. Oh, hallelujah. The church put their arms around me again. Prayed me back through. And it went for years. And in my mind, I wanted to do the first works. Got here in Maryland. Amen. And got rebaptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. I knew what I was doing. I knew what it was for. I knew the purpose. I knew the reason. I, I'm not saying that you need to do that. But we'll do it. Amen. If somebody's messed up, amen. I'm not going to point it out to you and call your hand. You have to come to yourself, praise God, and say, you know what? And we've done it before. I remember a guy getting our baptismal tank, real cocky evangelist. I was assistant pastor in a growing church, and the guy, he was making everybody do all kind of crazy stuff. Sit down, stand up, stand down. He was wearing them out. Older people were really having a struggle with him. Most of them didn't like him, but he, we were having a revival. And then a bunch of people started getting baptized, rebaptized. And somebody finally, the pastor said, hey, well, hop in there. And he started to take his real fancy sport coat off. I mean, he was like a slick dresser. So he started taking off the pastor. Said, no, 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 leave it on. Pastor just took over him there just for a he had, he had the rule of the roost. He was telling everybody, and they were just, they'd been taught to obey. If somebody says stand up, I'm still, I'm, I, you know, I'm 71 years old, but I just wallow around and get up. I bet it's just so ingrained in there, Sister Debbie. Amen. I can't just sit back and watch somebody. If somebody says, let's worship the Lord, then I, it's just all in there. I just get up and I just start lifting my hands and I start worshiping. Brother Jerry, this way you do it. Some folks can just sit around. Well, this guy, he was just ruling the roost. And, and so hey, hey, I'm going to get in there. No, 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 no. Leave that coat on. Baptize him with his coat, his tie, everything, all his fancy hairdo in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
Hallelujah. All kind of things can break loose around here when revival takes place, when you give it all to God. Quit doubting God. Quit fearing God. Quit questioning who God Let's preach and who God puts in this pulpit. Hey, we had a, 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 an evangelist. Amen. And somebody, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I don't know who told me. It doesn't matter. Amen. People wouldn't, people wouldn't come because the, the, the guy had been married before. Second, second wife. Wouldn't come. You know what? I had a vision when they said that, when they told me that. I feel like it was the Holy Ghost. I may be rambling a little bit now, but I don't care, okay? I, 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 as soon as they said that, the guy's been trying to win his mom since he got the Holy Ghost, trying to win his good mom, sweet mom. I baptized her, or some of our people did. I called the name over her. and I, She was here when he preached for us, and a quick little vision just popped in my, in my mind as soon as he said, well, we couldn't come because he's been married twice. I saw a vision of his mom standing right back there when I greeted her, tears streaming down her face. Sir... Amen. That soul is in your hands. I, I, I don't want anybody's blood on my hands. Amen. So if the guy's been married twice, you know, I'm not, I'm not here to get a magnifying glass on his history. I know what he does when he gets here. Amen. He preaches under the unction of the Holy Ghost, one of the greatest evangelists in all of this country. Amen. And in Asia and other parts of the world and Africa, somebody wants him and people are getting the Holy Ghost by the hundreds and by the thousands. And then us put the critique on him and say, oh, I'm not going because he's been mad. I see a flaw. That's about as bad and out of the will of God. Oh, I'm being strong right now. Y'all got your seatbelt on. That's about that's so far out of the will of God. I, can, I, I, don't have words to, I don't have words to express that. Somebody said, they're going to listen. I hope they are listening. I am trying to reach them. I'm not trying to beat them up. Who, who is advising these people? Praise God. I got to do my pet thing. It's, I'm, 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 I've hammered on it, y'all. Please, please don't take it wrong. Hallelujah. Some convince themselves that they don't need the church. I got I to do it. All right, I'm going to be sweet. Amen. Some don't like the preacher. Hallelujah. I'm glad God likes me. <laughs> I'm glad he likes this church. <laughs> Hallelujah. Listen, listen, everything about church the organization of the church, the putting together of the church. You go to the Old Testament all the way. And remember, that's our schoolmaster. That's why Jesus said, I didn't come to destroy the, the, the law, but I come to fulfill the law. All of that's types and re, it's real things that happen, but it's types and shadows of everything that's happening in the New Testament and even now. Hallelujah. But it's all struck Jesus' idea about the church. People, they're independent of the church. I don't believe in organized. Well, you're against God because God organized everything that he did. Old Testament, remember that Old Testament church in the wilderness was called the tabernacle? That was all God's plan. He gave it to Moses. Moses didn't have it built exactly like God said to build it. The gate, the altar, sacrifice, the labor of water, right into the holy place, right into the holy of holies. That's all God's plan. Now, when you get through the Old Testament, or, or not through the Old, but when you get through the wilderness and you get into the, cross the, the river and, and into the promised land, you know what God did? God said, hey, we're going to drive all these, uh, you know, these heathens out of here, and this is going to be our land, which is Israel now. And when they got to Jerusalem, God said, we're going to build a church. He wouldn't let David build the church. The temple, remember? But Solomon built that temple. Amen. And the Bible said when they dedicated that temple. Ooh, see, God shows his pleasure in all of this. The Bible said the, the Shekinah of the Lord was so powerful and so strong. There was such a smoke, amen, and in that thing that the ministers and the, and the people couldn't preach and they couldn't teach and they couldn't minister for the glory of the Lord. It was too powerful, Brother Rich, for them to stay in it and it moved them out. God was pleased with his church. It's God's idea. Amen. It's like looking somebody looking at the ark and saying, man, that ark, that ark looks pretty ragged. I don't think I'm going to get on that. The ark is a type of the church. 
Hallelujah. Let's, it's all, they could have said, it's all we got. Just have to take a chance on it. That's kind of what we do. Look at the church. Hey, you can find little things here. You can find, hey, you don't even have to look past the pulpit. And I'll just confess that to you. Didn't the Bible say, agree with our enemy quickly in the way? That just avoids and alleviates all the arguments. Like, yep, you're right. Yeah, I've been perfect. Yep, I did that wrong. I take the blame for it. I'm not blaming anybody else but me. Hallelujah. But just get on the boat. It's our salvation. It's our vehicle to get us out of all the hell. Amen. More hell that's about to break loose in this world if it keeps going, amen, on this crash course that it's on right now and has been on. Amen. Get on the boat. But I like this right here. Amen. In Matthew 16 and 18, we get in the New Testament now. And I say also unto these, talking to Peter, this is Jesus, by the way, this is God manifest in the flesh, that thou art Peter. And he used the little word Petros in the original. All right, I'm going to preach against myself here right now. Petros, which means a little bitty stone, little bitty rock. Because people, you can look in the commentaries and people feel like, well, it's just built on Peter. It's built on Peter. No. He said, thou art Peter. Thou art Petro. Amen. Petros, a, a, a little bitty rock. But he said, and upon this rock, and he used a different Greek word, Petra. All right? And you know what that one means? Giant boulder of a rock. We know who that rock, that rock was Christ. Amen. Amen. The rock that was in the wilderness, the rock where the water came forth, all of this stuff. He said, I will build my church. He said the church. The Greek word for church is ecclesia. It means called out ones. I'm about done. I'm, I'm not going to go much longer, okay? Amen. In fact, in fact, we can have some music up here if we will, Brother Britt, and help me out, make me sound. Let me get myself out of this hole right now that I dug in, all right? But I just have to do this, folks. Listen, we have to understand that we can't make it without the church. The church is God's idea. I need my brothers and sisters. I need more than one to gather around me. Listen, my wife and I pray for requests. Brother Ruck, people call requests. We get text messages, and we just pray together right there. And, and I know that God hears our prayer. And I, and I love my wife's prayer style, and I love her quietness and her, her faith. And, and she's, been a, she's been, you know, a boulder for me through these years. I can depend on her. But as, as much as I love that, and I know that God hears us, and, and we just send them out. Amen. Just the two of us sitting in our chairs sometimes. We don't even get up. Oh, God, help them, bless them, heal them. But, Brother Brian, it's not anything near like when we get to the house of God. And we're still, we're here together. And we still pray our prayers. But when people gather around, hallelujah, when people get in an altar, see, all that's God's idea. It's, it's moved to preacher personality, organizational stuff, and all that's all right. I'm, we're part of a great organization. But we better get this in our gut, down there somewhere in our gizzard. No, 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 no. I've got to have the church. I've got to have the church with all of its flaws, all its problems and issues. Amen. Somebody said, I heard about a perfect church. I heard about a church that was perfect. I said, don't go. Because when you got there, you get there, it's going to change all that. Don't go. If you find one, don't go there. Hallelujah. But the truth is, they don't exist. Just have a bunch of people like us. We love God more than anything in this world. Our trust is not in man, including pastors and bishops. and No, 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 no. We love them and we do. There's a certain amount of trust. But it, ultimately it comes down, we trust Jesus. Hallelujah. He's our King of kings, our Lord of lords. He's our ever-present help in time of trouble. In perilous times, we just go to him. Hallelujah. Amen. He said, upon this rock... I'm going to build my church. Sister Melissa, I just feel like there's some people that hadn't been to church in a while. They may have convinced themselves, well, I don't, I don't need to. What are you talking about? Where's your head? You got it so stuck so far down in the sand, there's not much of you left sticking out. 
How ridiculous can you be? That's how I feel about it. I can't come up with a, a, a word. I can't come up with a way to say it. That's far out. This is, this is God's doing. His people coming together. Hallelujah. Listen, I know that you can't... You know, I heard Bishop right. I understand what he was getting at. You got to get your experience with God and... And, but he did, he did it his style. I love, I love Bishop Wright. When I know that he, he long, long deal. Brother Wright puts nothing short in, in, on Facebook or any place else, okay? So I read as far as I could, and, you know, I knew where he was getting at. He's not against church, but it almost seemed like it when he started. You got to have an experience with God, a relationship with God, and church comes. It, that's not the way it happened with me, Bishop. I ended up at church first. That's where I got the Holy Ghost. At church, to me, you can't separate them. Oh, I got my relationship with God. Yeah, well, you know what? If you really got what most people get when they get the Holy Ghost, they, they're trying to find more believers, amen, more folks who believe, amen, the power of God and the blessings of God, amen. More people who believe in where two or three agree and gather together in my name, there God will be. More people that it goes by Paul's writing in Hebrews, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of which some is. And much more so as you see these perilous times coming. Threw my own word in there. I've got to have church. And I need to tell my story again. Sister Donna, you've heard it a jillion times. Backslid. Just messed up. Just walked out. Now, here's one thing I had going for me. Just like my son, I let him tell his own story. He didn't get mad at anybody. Didn't feel like the preacher messed up. Neither did I. Didn't, didn't get my eyes on the hypocrites. It was just me. I just messed up. It was all my fault. But I was miserable. And when I finally made my way back to that church that was just horrible, hypocrites everywhere, preacher wasn't perfect. When I finally got back there, they put their arms around me. It was at church. Remember God's idea? It was a perilous time for me. They prayed me back through to the power of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. I wept and repented. They wept with me. Then I rejoiced, and then they rejoiced with me. Isn't that what the Bible said to do? How you going to do that at home? I need somebody to send me an answer or come see me and tell me about it. Tell me how wonderful it is out there, away from God's people. Hallelujah. You know, God is preparing a place for folks who don't want to be around His people. That's pretty straightforward. That may seem pretty ugly to some of you. I don't want to be in church. I don't want to be. That's where God comes. Remember the revelations? All all those churches had big problems, but there God was right amid. He was walking among the candlesticks. You know, the candlesticks are the leaders, it's the elders. Right there with them. Were they perfect? Nope. But they had the call of God on their life. God gives messages and thoughts. Praise God. Folks, these are perilous times. Perilous times. This is the way through and out. Amen. This is, it, it, listen, we're going to win, but we're going to do it this way. Pull yourself together. Amen. Take another look at the church and say, you know what? God's out, always at a church. Always at a church. And when he comes back, he's coming back after his bride. His church. That's why. I tell, that's, why, that's how I preach to people who believe in this eternal security stuff. I say, yeah, the church is who God is. He, he's coming back after that. So my business is to get in the church because that's what's going up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's the only way we can be eternally secure. Praise God. You know what? I, I, let me let me close with this. I, I probably tell this story wrong. I'm, I'm going to open these altars. If you want to come rededicate, you want to come, amen, take a second look at yourself and compare to the word of the Lord about coming to church and putting the church where it's supposed to be in your life. We raised just about everything as a kid. We had dogs, horses, chickens, ducks, hogs, all that stuff. I was That was a part of my upbringing. But we never had sheep, never had sheep. And so it's kind of interesting to learn things about sheep. They tell me that a, that a, lamb, that a, a mother sheep will have a, have a baby lamb. I think they call it ewe. They would have a, have a lamb. Once in a while, 
in that flock of sheep, there's a mother that will not accept their baby, their baby sheep. They will, they just leave them there. They, they will birth them and then walk away from them. And not only that, the whole rest of the herd or, or the flock, they reject them too. Little baby, can you imagine? There's nothing more innocent than a newborn lamb. Incidentally, that's why that I feel like God used the Lamb of God. <laughs> Meek, humble, amen, as a type. Walk away. If you, if you bring that little, little baby lamb back to the mother, they say the mother sometimes will trample on it and kick it. How, how could she do that? But she, now the mother, if we, could, if we could do this back and forth, the mother is a type of the church. And the new people that come into this church they're the little babies. Amen. And, and mother's supposed to take care of them. What do you do about a situation where the mother rejects? Can you spiritualize that now? The mother rejects certain people. They may get the Holy Ghost right here around here somewhere. And there's some folks in the church, part of the church, that reject these people. You know what happens? The good shepherd, he comes and takes that little lamb and he puts it to his breast, they tell me, where the little lamb can feel and hear his heartbeat. And he takes it and carries it wherever he goes, and, some, and he takes it even to his own house. Sits with him, maybe even sleeps with the baby, right? I don't know. Hallelujah. Until that baby grows enough, gets enough strength to be turned loose back. So sometimes even in our I don't know. It's just maybe, I hate to use the word ignorance. Just not knowing, not understanding. We just see people who they are and what they're like. They just don't fit in. And I just feel like if we just keep this worship and prayer and praise going, amen, this is the church, that the good shepherd, he's going to help us with these folks. He's going to put his arms around them. Hallelujah. He's going to hold them to his chest. They'll hear his heartbeat. There's going to be some strange folks coming in here. COVID's lightening up a little bit. Hallelujah. Amen. Get ready for it, folks. If they don't fit UPC, Jesus' name, Holy Ghost, apostolic style, listen, let's, let's, let's don't kick them out. Let's not trample on them. Let's not wish they were not here. That's who Jesus died for. He died for them too. Died for them too. Hallelujah. We can teach them. Hallelujah. Hey, the altar's open right now. Altar's open. I feel like going myself to the altar. Invite somebody to the altars. Be safe. Distance. Take somebody by the hand. Amen. Invite them to come down. Hallelujah. We have to respect what God designed. That's his church. That's his body. That's his bride. Hallelujah. It's our safe place, folks. It's our city of refuge. Amen. It's our only hope in perilous times. Let's get to the house of God. Amen. Tie yourself to this place in Jesus' name. Dedicate, rededicate. Amen. Be a part of the church. Praise God. And watch God, the good shepherd. Amen. He's on your side. Hallelujah. Amen. If he's your friend, you don't have anything to worry about. Your prayer is about to be answered. Help's on the way. Blessings are on the way. Healing's coming. Deliverance is coming. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. That's all right. That's sweet. That's good. Amen. Just love him. Amen. Some of y'all scoot a little bit closer to the front. Make a little more room. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. God, we thank you today. Amen. God, your strength, your spirit, hallelujah. Your loving arms are around us today. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We release a blessing on your people. Hallelujah, hallelujah. hallelujah. Encouragement today. Uplifting, strengthening. Hallelujah. Give us that Holy Ghost direction. In the name of the Lord Jesus, in the name of the Lord. Oh, it's all in your hands, God. Amen. Put it in his hands where you'll have the peace of the Lord. Amen. Trust God. Hallelujah. 
Amen. And gain peace. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. That's, pre- that's sweet. That's beautiful. Hallelujah. Just love him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just love him. Hallelujah. Allow him to change. Give him permission to come in. Hallelujah. Falling in love with Jesus, falling in love with Jesus, falling in love with Jesus is the best thing I've ever ever done in his arms I feel protected in his arms never disconnected in his arms I feel protected There's no place I'd rather, rather be. Oh, falling in love with Jesus. Falling in love with Jesus. Falling in love with Jesus, the best thing I've ever, ever done. His arms, I feel protected. In his arms, never disconnected. In his arms, I feel protected. There's no place I'd rather, I'd rather be. Falling in love with Jesus. I'm falling in love with Jesus. It's the best thing I've ever, ever done. In his arms, I feel protected, yeah. In his arms, never disconnected. In his arms, I feel protected. There's no place I'd rather I'd rather be yeah. in his arms. I feel protected in his arms, never disconnected in his arms. I feel protected. There's no place I'd rather, I'd rather be. Falling in love with Jesus. Falling in love with Jesus. 
Jesus the best thing I'd ever ever done in his arms oh I feel protected in your arms Lord in his arms never disconnected in his arms I feel protected there's no place I'd rather rather be falling in love with Jesus falling in love with Jesus falling in love with Jesus the best thing I've ever ever done falling in love with Jesus falling in love with Jesus falling in love with Jesus the best thing I've ever, ever done. In his arms, I feel protected. In his arms, never do connected. In his arms, There's no place I'd rather, rather be. Falling in love with Jesus. Falling in love with Jesus. Falling in love with Jesus. The best thing I've ever, ever done. Hallelujah. Praise God. I trust, amen, this sweet presence of the Lord that you have allowed God to come in and do something for you and help you. Our prayer is that you will be strengthened, amen, with a divine strength, divine power. It's supposed to be supernatural. You're not supposed to be able to figure it out, amen. And so I trust that you are allowing God to work in your life, and this is just a start. Uh, Brother, Brother Thompson, Brother Thompson, these sweet ladies back here, they're from Jamaica. I told her, don't leave without meeting you and your wife, Sister Thompson. Amen. Make a little connection there. They moved. They're in the area somewhere. And you could find all that out. Praise God. Just good to have you folks with us. Hallelujah. I got picked up that little Jamaican accent. I was like, oh, now I, I hear it. Hallelujah. We love, we love the Jamaicans. Praise God. Praise God. Let's do one other thing. Uh, I've not heard anything from the Swingos. I did text, and he did text me something back about his mom. Maybe she's holding her own. Maybe she's better. I don't know. I'm, I apologize for uh, That's what happens when you get a lot of texts and you get a lot of stuff going at one time. But let's pray for her. This is Brother Swingo's mom, and uh, she was in the Northwest Hospital on a ventilator. Uh, that, right off, that really doesn't, doesn't sound good right there at her age. And so let's just bless these people. The Swingos have been a part of this church for a long time. I miss that whole area that they fill up over there. Amen. In Jesus' name, let's just give this to God. Thank you for your healing power. God, by your stripes, we are healed. We're weak, God. We're unable to do much. God, but we know that all things are possible to them that believe. 
our, our belief, our hope, our trust, our faith is in you, God. Amen. We, we release the power. God, the sister Swing, Brother Swingo's mom, in the name of Jesus. Bless that whole family, Lord. Bless them, God. Help them, Lord. Lift them up in the name of Jesus. We claim that healing in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Praise God. Praise God.